to a toast to rom-coms. We are in like full-blown get this list done mode. Hell yeah, we are. I'm Marie. I'm Allison. And we are talking about the last 14, 13. 13. We're on 13. 13 movies of the old Rotten Tomatoes top 50 rom-coms list. Very exciting for us because we've been working on this for like a year and a half. Yeah, pretty much. So today we're going to be talking about Enough Said, which I'd never heard of before, I think, last podcast when we (laughs) talked about it. Yeah, I hadn't heard of this either. I so th- I think it's you, like an independent kind of a movie. Yeah, Did for you sure. Gather that. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give the rundown? I will do that. Um, Enough said came out 2013. Stars Julia Louis Dreyfus, uh, James Gandolfini, uh, Catherine Keene. Catherine Keener. I mixed up her last name and her first name. <laughs> Catherine Keener. Uh, Tony Collette. And um, we'll give a shout out to Bound Falcone. Yes. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, directed and written by Nicole Hol- Fuck. Uh, you know. That that last name is a doozy. I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't know. Holofsener? Hol- sure. H O L O F as in Frank, C as in cat, E N E R for all you listeners out there who need to know. Because <laughs> when we don't know how to pronounce it, we'll spell it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, to go to go with the enough said, like we've talked about this the last three um the last couple podcasts. But since we are in the pandemic, social distancing, liquor stores aren't open right now. No special orders. No special orders. No running out to get the ingredients that we need. Um, So we're kind of working with whatever ingredients we have around the house. Uh, And enough said, there's a scene where the romantic interests have brunch. So we're doing mimosas but not your standard orange juice and champagne mimosas well i just use grapefruit juice because i don't have orange juice so alice <laughs> doing grapefruit juice and champagne and prosecco I, oh and prosecco not yeah. champagne prosecco yeah. whatever they all sparkle <laughs> i am doing <laughs> that is a tall boy that is Remember how you drank a French 75 in an 8-ounce glass? How many ounces yeah. is that? That's like a beer glass. Is that 16 ounces? I it's, I don't know how many ounces it is, but I'll definitely give you an update <laughs> like I did last time. Holy shit. <laughs> so It's this, pretty. It's a pretty color. It's your favorite melon liqueur. <laughs> Blue carousel, pineapple juice, and um, champagne. You know what I might do for my next one? You inspired me. I have blue carousel and pineapple juice. Maybe I'll do blue carousel and some pineapple and prosecco. You know, you could if you have some coconut rum. You nope. could like do no nope. okay nope. nope. All right. <laughs> I hope you drink two of those. <laughs> Getting wasted at 120. Ooh, really good. That's nice. Yeah. Well, after our last podcast, my daughter was up pretty much immediately after we finished. 
And we went outside, took a walk, and I was toots drunk. And I was <laughs> taking her around the neighborhood. <laughs> two French 75s. was like, yep. Two eight ounce 75s. Yeah. It was that, like 25 minutes between me finishing my last drink and her waking up was not enough time. <laughs> so we're up. Parenting at its finest. <laughs> That's right. At least you had Bernard. He's fine. He's sober. Yeah, so this is good. So I just can't believe how big it is. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's what Bernard hears a lot. Um, yeah, so two of these guys, we have two per podcast at least, and then at four, I'm doing a Zoom happy hour with some with some coworkers. So I'm just gonna keep the train rolling. I like the mimosa theme because it's one thirty. Not even. It's like approach appropriate like brunch theme. And now that we're on the subject of that brunch that they had, it makes me want bagels real bad. Because they had bagels and mimosas. I really could use a bagel. Yeah, get some carbs in ya. Yeah. Does Brugger's bagels DoorDash? <laughs> I don't think so. Damn it. I know. I don't know of any bagel places. If you have a Panera, they you might be able to get delivery. But I can't get like I no joke, I love some bagels and locks. Yeah, they don't have locks there. No. <sighs> you can get them at Giant Eagle and make your own. No, I don't want to assemble it myself. I want it made for me. That's the biggest <laughs> problem <laughs> in the pandemic right now. Is I have to make all my own shit. <laughs> I, I can't. You, I thought you said bagel. Like, like you combine bagel and make into, into bagel. I'm not drunk yet. To make all my own bagel. Make all my own bagel. No, but I do. I don't like to make my own stuff. I like it to be made and presented for me. Like, if I have to make my own charcuterie plate, it doesn't taste as good. <laughs> it probably doesn't look as good either. Absolutely not. So this movie, I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. I was expecting a piece of shit movie. Yep. And it was actually cute. It was. So let me give a brief recap of this for all of those people who probably have never heard of this. Um, this is about two divorced people who meet at a party, kind of hit it off they're very cute awkward um and they start to date and meanwhile while they're dating the main character eva um starts massaging his ex-wife unknowingly at first i had no idea that was her name <laughs> oh thanks for that well let me double check yeah i'm right Okay. I'm just really good with names. It's like my superpower if I had one, which is the dumbest superpower ever. Um, but anyway, so she starts massaging um, her new boyfriend's ex-wife and the ex-wife starts talking about her ex-husband and then it kind of poisons Eva's perspective of him. And, you know, we get that good old fashioned breakdown later when everybody meets. That's it. I was going to say that's kind of where the movie ends a little bit. No, I disagree with that. It doesn't end there. I mean, they 
you can infer they get back together at the end of the movie. I think you can. Is it too? I mean, since we're there, I want to say it like I wanted more of like an epilogue. That was the one thing that was really missing for me at the end of this movie. I wanted like a one month later dot 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 kind of a thing or something like that. You wanted more closure. I did. I need closure. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't want to. I you know. I don't want to wonder about what happened. I want somebody to tell me. I got like this movie was pretty much all believable. Oh yeah, minor yeah. things. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a. I don't have a lot here. I have more questions as in like if this would have happened in real life what would have happened yeah that's that's where i was more at not that it couldn't happen in real life just like what would you do in that situation oh i can't wait for that yeah so do you want to kick off unbelievability um sure i that one one of her massage clients that fucking killed me was that chatty girl Cynthia I guess her name was you don't talk during a massage you don't you shut the fuck up and enjoy it and relax I was wondering about that no way no way I've had a couple of massages where like at the very beginning like the massage therapist like chit chats with me a little bit and I'm like nope no I don't want this and I kind of just trail off (laughs) so I found that very unbelievable Okay. See, I thought all of those situations were believable that she went in because I thought it showed like the true challenges of a masseuse. Like first the chatty guy, then the bad breath, then the guy who's just like, this is your job. So carry that fucking table up there. Yeah. That bad breath guy was the worst. (laughs) That's so bad. Yeah, I I had I didn't know like it hit me when she was doing those massages like she always wore V-necks and I wasn't sure if that was something that like a real masseuse would have been more conscious of because just like a V-neck if you're bending over it you can't see your boobs under but, it. But I feel like I know that you've never had a massage. Mm-hmm. But I always close my eyes. Okay. So I don't know what other people do, but I massage, like I said, it's like relaxation. You don't want to talk. You don't want to look at somebody. You just want to relax, feel it happen. You close your eyes. Okay. (laughs) That's my personal take on it. Okay. I wasn't sure about that. But that going up the stairs, that sucked too. Oh, yeah. I like that she said something at the end. Me too. I again like to me believable i probably wouldn't have said anything to that guy at all about helping i would i I didn't know if she would either if that's the massage client is he getting massage because he has a hurt back like is there something physically injured and that's why he's not helping her that's a good point i didn't think about that mostly because of his age because he just looked like a young schmuck so yes i said schmuck you did say schmuck (laughs) Uh, do you know what Chevrolet is? When she cut the Chevrolet off? Nope. Do you? Okay, just absolutely not. Let me, did, uh, did you look it up? No, but I probably will right now. Oh, okay. If you do it, then I won't do it. 
<laughs> so, uh, my child is currently screaming upstairs, no. like, in the <laughs> and I said to Bernard, I said, is she screaming? He goes, nope, caught a cat and skinning it. <laughs> <laughs> is it my so, cat? It's, I hope not. Unless <laughs> you shipped her over here because she kept getting in your way. Oh. So, if you went on a date during brunch and you looked up and your date's peep was out, would that be a last date for you? Yes. I think it would be my last date with him as well. Yes. I, that was my next unbelievable, well, yeah, that was one of my other unbelievables thing. But also what was believable is Eva's reaction to his attire for brunch like she knocks on the door and he's wearing like straight up pajamas yes on a date and he's like it's sunday i want to be comfortable not on a second date and you put on underwear for a second date (laughs) you don't just free ball it in pajamas that have a flap (laughs) like come on dude get your shit together sometimes i have to point it out to bernard i'm like Dude, your button came undone. But he always has underwear on underneath it. Yeah. So I'm not just like looking at his peep. Yeah. But you know Bernard. So (laughs) if you did see his peep, not (laughs) awkward. (laughs) Um, Chevrolet, for those of you who don't know, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It is like a French parsley. Interesting. Yeah, so you can make chevrolet sauce. Oh, I bet you that'd be good. Yeah. You can lo- look forward to Jenny next time you're there. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I I would you have said something if his penis was showing? I'm so awkward as it is. <laughs> I don't know how I would have possibly addressed that. Do you do like one of these where like you're like looking up and like pointing down and not making eye contact with him? (laughs) You know, like one of those. I probably would have not said anything, refused to make any kind of (laughs) eye contact whatsoever. And then pretend that you had to leave. (laughs) No, wasted the whole date until the end and then never (laughs) taken another call from him again. I would have done the worst like thing possible. (laughs) that's awesome would you have said something yeah i think i would if it was a date and at his house too i i think i would have said something i would have done exactly what i just showed you looked (laughs) and been like um you know you could always do a good kenny woods open For those of you who are not in the Pittsburgh area, Kennywood is an amusement park. And for some reason, it's like if you say Kennywood's open around these parts, people know that their zipper is undone. Yep. So they automatically do it. I, they, I have no idea where that came from. No, but I love it. I've heard from friends who are from different areas that Kennywood is like the best local like park. I mean, aside from Hershey and stuff and like six or cedar point but like like little community theme park for a little community theme park like 65 bucks a ticket is 
a lot. <laughs> but it's worth it. They have good roller coasters. I the whenever we went to Disney, I I know this is so off topic, doesn't matter. Whenever we went to Disney last year, I was like, man, like these roller coasters are kind of small. Mm-hmm. Because Kennywood's roller coasters are so big. Yeah, Kennywood's definitely more geared towards adults more so than Disney World for sure. Yeah, the amount of times that you go upside down on their new steel curtain ride, it's, it's a wild ride. Okay. It's fun. If you like I don't that. think I'll ever go on it. Yeah. Well, to each her, to each her own. Yep, you can ride with my daughter when we get to that point. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, I I totally skipped one of my believabilities. Oh, I think I did. Hang on, really quick. Can we go back to the penis, please? How did you feel whenever he asked afterwards? What did you think? I so to me, it was kind of like on their first date when she said something about her boobs. Yeah, it was yeah. like they were both so awkward about it that they just brought it immediately to like the other person's attention and made it a joke so i looked at it as he didn't know how to respond so this is just his nervous reaction i thought that was very very funny same with the boobs conversation yeah i was like oh this isn't good and then i was like well it's awkward first date stuff yeah yeah i thought they were really cute um, okay, sorry, go back to the one that you skipped over. Why did she have to take her socks off when entering the ex-wife's house, Catherine Keener's house? So weird. I, I got the whole shoes thing. I did not sure. get the socks. I didn't either, because I feel like that would really make your feet smell. Like you take off your, I don't know, because you're like unleashing all of that odor that's been in there. Yeah, I would think you'd want the socks on because the fungus, if you take the socks off... Athlete's foot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Okay. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, So, if you wore a sign around your neck saying what was wrong with you, remember their conversation Mm -hmm. on the first date? You don't remember this? I do. I'm trying to think because I know what your question's going to be. What would your sign say? Like to warn other people of what they'd have to deal with if they got together with you. Probably diarrhea of the mouth and overcompensates with self-deprecating humor. (laughs) Do you think that's accurate? I don't think you overcompensate with self-deprecating humor. <laughs> well, thanks. What would your... I don't know. What would yours say? I think mine would say, like, horrible when waking up from naps. Oh, I would need that one as well. Okay. And maybe, like, easily irritated, maybe? <laughs> I would have to put something on mine about anxiety, like social anxiety, like very <laughs> uncomfortable in certain social situations. <laughs> yeah. Obsesses over small details. Ooh, could that be any woman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. 
at work, if something small happens that I feel like I should be able to fix, but I can't like quite put my finger on what's going on, I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I need to do this. I need to do this. And I will like leave all my other work behind for like five minutes while I try to figure out this one tiny little thing. (laughs) But you're the best at what you do. So I hear. So thanks. It works for you. Well, I don't know. Hopefully nobody that I work with listens to this. (laughs) You know they do. At least one. But she'd probably agree with you. Um, What about her refusing the first kiss? If you were him, would you go out on a second date with her? Yeah. I thought that was appropriate. First dates are awkward. I don't think a kiss is always necessary at the end of a first date. I don't either. What do you think? I don't know. Like, because it's, she didn't want to, she shouldn't have to. Right. But is it rude? Mm -mm. Okay. I don't think it is. I I think what she did, was it awkward? Yes. Because she paused like she was expecting it. But I think they recovered like they do with like their humor and stuff and it made it funny and cute and less awkward and i it's it makes a difference like between when you're like 20 going on a first date and when you're like 48 to 51 we'll say going Mm -hmm. on a first date Mm -hmm. so like they know what's wrong with themselves they are comfortable in the position they're in, which I think is one of the things she found attractive about him. Yeah. And I mean, on the second date, they had sex. So there Mm -hmm. you go. And it was good sex. Yeah. Um, The only other unbelievability I had, which was answered at the end of the movie, was how unlikely I found out that the ex and Albert didn't see each other at the party. I think her name's Marianne, but I guess they did briefly see each other. Like they said that you were at that party too. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought that a lot of it was like, we talked about the majority of it was totally believable. I get, I think I had two other ones. One was little, which was, would you take your knitting a blanket? Oh, I had that one too. No, you don't do that. That's yeah. weird. That's a lot of like taking out and packing up. It just didn't seem like it was worth the trouble. If I worked in a clothing store and I saw a customer do that, I'd be like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. And I think the other one, the other one being like just the fact that she never addressed that she was seeing Albert to Catherine Keener. I think you have to. You have to. And, and, or you just don't see her again, which is probably the route I would have gone. I would have totally ghosted her. Yeah, I would have ghosted her too. Also, I don't know where this fits in the scheme of things. I mean, I know that she's probably an obstacle, so maybe we can go right there. Like the ex. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But she was so pretentious. I fucking hated her. She, she was, was the problem. Yes. 
Yes, she absolutely was the problem. The only thing that I probably would have found annoying about Albert was the whole chips and dip thing. Because that's a little like rude if you're in a like a party situation where you're just like hogging this dip and like trying to, you know. Mine was mine was the talking during the movie. I was like, oh, nope. yeah, that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> I remember like. You remember <sighs> deliberately sitting in between mom and dad at movies because they wouldn't stop talking to each other. So instead, they would just talk like in front of oh, you. Oh God, it's it was so bad. I mean, looking back on it now, like it's kind of cute that we're not there anymore, and like they were just trying to talk to each other. But like, it's rude. <laughs> it's rude. Yeah that that's the only thing about him that would have become annoying. Like the whole nightstand thing. Whatever. Who the fuck cares? If you move in together, get a fucking nightstand. Yeah, it's not a big deal. And the whole calorie thing. Like you met this dude knowing who he was with that. Like just let it go. You can't hide being like he was obviously overweight. Yeah. So. And it didn't and it didn't bother her until the ex started talking about it. Yeah. So I think the biggest obstacle is just her friendship with the ex. Friendship with the ex. And I don't know whether she maintained that friendship and was like, was she easily influenced? Was she a pushover? Like you saw at that dinner, she was talking about with the ex, like when they went out to the graduation dinner with she her ex help herself with Eva's ex-husband. Wait, which dinner or the dinner he- with the couple? No, 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 no. The one with her ex-husband, his new wife. Okay. And they said, um, she said, if I have bread, if there's cookies, I just can't help myself. I'm going to eat it all. So is it a lack of self-control from her where she knows she shouldn't be talking to this person, but she just can't help herself? Yeah. But also, that probably would be like a good couple thing like if her and albert move in together like if she doesn't buy the cookies if he doesn't buy the cookies then no one eats the cookies (laughs) so it's weight control for everybody Yeah. yeah uh yeah that's all i got for obstacles though yeah Catherine keener was definitely the obstacle i mean maybe the daughter i mean i guess not so much but the daughter was a dick too tess yeah so here's the thing let me settle in here. And that's not really a thing. It's going to be like two seconds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when she first said she was a poet and didn't Julia Louis-Dreyfus laugh? Yeah. Which is completely like when Bill Murray laughed at his <laughs> Groundhog Day yeah. at, at French poetry. Like, okay, you're a fucking poet. How do you even make that money? No. But then it, I was like, wait a minute. There's actual novelists who I would be like, oh, you're a writer. That's amazing. But then I hear a poet and I'm like, oh, I'll get a real job. I don't care for poetry. I don't either. I hate it. Unless it's a song, <laughs> which I guess is like a loose form of poetry. But sure. I, I don't like poetry. There's So it's like a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I I would have had the same response. And if you listened, he bought that house that she's living in that's so beautiful and so well decorated. And he had to move out. The whole damn movie, I'm thinking like 
Albert's the good guy here. Absolutely he was. He is the one who moved out. He bought that house. Did you see that backyard? It was gorgeous. <sighs> it was so great. Gorgeous. Pool, plants. I'm sure her and Joni Oasis. Mitchell lay in the back and sunbathe the entire day. I thought Joni Mitchell was dead. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no. Joni Mitchell is alive and well. <laughs> How dare you? You know I like Joni Mitchell. I know. And ever since you came over to my house and pulled that Joni Mitchell record out, still haven't listened to it. It's still <laughs> just sitting out on my record player. <laughs> Well, now you know what music you have to end this podcast to. You have to pick. I'll give you a Joni Mitchell song. Nope. Come on. Can't do it. I literally don't know how. Well. Make James do it. Have him show you. Have him record a YouTube video for you. No, I don't want that. He can do it if he so chooses. (laughs) (laughs) But I want no part in that. It's like, I don't want to have to learn one more thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She is 76 years old. Okay. Um, Speaking of not wanting to learn one more thing, I was listening to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend and Mm -hmm. they are doing um, like podcast intros and outros. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Remotely. And they're doing like one of these things, although I think they do like the whole meeting thing, like Zoom or whatever. And the last five minutes of the last podcast was them trying to help Conan set up the meeting and them giving him explicit instructions of like, okay, this icon, it looks like this. It's called this. It's under this tab. You go to the bottom of the computer, left-hand side. And he's like, what? I I can't find this. I don't know where this is. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And it is the funniest five minutes of podcasting I've ever heard. And it reminded me so much of this. (laughs) Because it's hard. It's so hard. I, yeah. I don't even, I gotta start. Like, when I go for my daily quarantine walks or whatever. You gotta listen to it. I only listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta start branching out. (laughs) You need to listen to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend because it is just delightful. And I love him. I know. He's so funny. I've liked him since college. Oh my God, it's like 20 years. Yeah. I used to sneak into our brother's room at midnight whenever I was like five, six, seven, and we would watch Conan in his room crazy like five Five, six six. seven i know Uh, yeah i I know he's great he's just the best person did i see did you see that text i sent you about his um interviews that he's doing from home i did i did see that i can't wait to watch sophie turner's yes i didn't to me like she is the opposite of what i would picture a homebody Yes. So I didn't realize that. So it's pretty cool that she's a homebody. I think she'd be a really fun person to hang out with. I oh, think yeah, absolutely. Total bad influence. Like she'd probably get you so fucked up. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying. She seems like she's a partier. Hey, that, oh my God, look how far you are. Absolutely. I'm as far as you are. A milk in mine. Oh my God. The way you just take that drink to the face. It is delicious. It's a t-shirt idea if I've ever heard one. Maybe I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Take the drink to your face. Take that drink to your face. <laughs> um, I don't know what we're on. 
Uh, we were talking about obstacles. Catherine Keener, the pretentious bitch. Not yeah. you as a person, Catherine Keener, but your character. You were an- very enjoyable and 40-year-old virgin. I know. And Tony Collette and About a Boy, not enjoyable and About a Boy, but enjoyable here. Very enjoyable. I did not understand that relationship with her housekeeper. Housekeeper? Yes, I think so. It was weird. I did not understand her relationship with her husband. I thought by the end of the movie, they were going to announce that they were getting divorced. Me too. I can't. Do you know where Tony Collette's from? I think the United States. Okay. Because I feel like she's had so many different accents. I'm going to look it up right now. Where is Tony Collette from? Los Estados Unidos. Ooh. My Duolingo coming through. Ooh. Wait, what are you trying to learn? Spanish? Spanish, yeah. Didn't you take that in school? I like did. Forever ago? Sorry, that mi, was mean. Me esposo es inteligente. I don't know what that means. My spouse is intelligent. <laughs> that's, as, that's as far as I've gotten, guys. <laughs> that's a really nice thing to learn. Thank you. I guess where she's from. The United States. No. Oh. Guess again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll Australia? Tell you. Yeah. Oh, is that her real accent? Yeah. Ooh, that's weird. I know. I would have never of... Oh, she's from a, it's, I don't know. This map just pulled up of where she's from and there's like a nice wildlife park right there. I would love to go to that wildlife park. I'd love to see like a quokka, a little. What's a quokka? You've never seen a quokka? It's like. Oh, the, wait, 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 wait. Is that the thing that the Hemsworth a, guy took a picture with? And, and they're always smiling. Okay. They're like the happiest yeah. animal. Yeah. I, I just saw something on BuzzFeed speaking of animals about how big things are. And did you see how big a full-grown wombat is? Yeah, they're large. I thought they were little rodents. Mm-mm. And everybody knows that they poop cubes. I know. Very interesting. There was a video online that I just saw of a woman who was rehabilitating a wombat in her home. And he got stuck in her washing machine. <laughs> like, not while it was... Or maybe it was her dryer. He like crawled in when she was opening the door and like folding the clothes, and he like couldn't get out. <laughs> I love animals. I do too. They're the best. It's because they can't talk. <laughs> maybe you should do this podcast with your cat then. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. Meow. You could spray her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I'm going to try some. So before I make my new drink, I want to ask you how you made yours because I don't know what ratios to do and I don't feel like looking it up. So like a shot of like blue curacao. I love that you think I made this myself. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of us have the luxury of living with a mixologist. I forwarded the recipe to my bartender, Bernard, and he made it for me. So I can FaceTime you when I get up there. Okay. We'll probably do that. But before that, though, wait, is Bernard going to be there? Because I feel like I should probably put on my robe again. Yeah. (laughs) I see your boobies. And may I just tell you, they look fantastic. (laughs) Thanks. They're they're free. They don't look droopy. No, Skype really does them good. Like, those are some nice-looking boobies. Thanks. For the record, I'm not naked. I'm just wearing a tank top with no bra. (laughs) I'm not, like, nude Skyping my sister. (laughs) That would be weird. 
<laughs> it would be weird. That'd be some yeah. Game of Thrones shit right there. So you can you can FaceTime me when you get to the kitchen. Let me get down this last drink. Okay. All right. So I switched up my mimosa to what Marie has, but without Midori because I can't drink Midori after the hell. Uh, oh, my God. Fire. Dragon fire? No. Oh, my God. What's that Game of Thrones fire called? I left my phone upstairs, so I don't know. What? Wildfire. Wildfire shot. Thank you. That was terrifying. Um, yeah. You'll, you may be shocked to know this or hear this, but... When it's mixed with things other than straight vodka, it's not that bad. It's actually kind of tasty. I just don't want to do it. Um, so I made, I don't have Midori in my house or any melon liquor. Banished. Yeah, it's banished. Um, so I made a mimosa with one shot of blue curacao, two shots of pineapple juice. Didn't realize that I had to shake up the pineapple juice before I put it in and then I poured one shot out and I was like oh this is really clear and then I had it open and I was just like jiggling it like, <laughs> to shake it up <laughs> and then I poured the rest of the top up with uh, Prosecco so it's very pretty color it is a pretty color it's like the, your wall color actually it's like a perfect match to your wall color at least Skype wise Skype wise it is up close not so much. I like this color better than my wall color. This wall color is from my previous owners. It's well, you should take a picture of your drink and take it to the paint store after the <laughs> pandemic and be like, I need this color. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here I go. Um, My drink is less champagne because I used a lot of it for the last drink. But I will have you know. Ooh, I like this a lot. I told you. I will tell you that when I measured how much liquid was in my glass, it was a cup and two thirds. Holy shit. <laughs> Which would explain why I get hammered. That's amazing. <laughs> so after the last one that I made, because I just put in like the tiniest splash of grapefruit juice on my first drink, my glass holds this much plus like a splash of grapefruit and it doesn't really say oh it's 187 milliliters which is six ounces well hey way to go on that math uh 30 ounces or 30 mls in an ounce what 30 mls (laughs) in an ounce okay because a lot of drink recipes that i use too um on pinterest are in mls so 30 30 mls equals an ounce Uh, chemistry chemistry. five minutes in i was already sold like yes and at that party just thought they were really hitting it off already as soon as she met james gandolfini at the party like when she was leaving her daughter and was like i just want to spend time with you i was like well then why are you going to a party and then she met Catherine keener and complimented her dress but the way they were talking back and forth, it was almost catty to me. Like, very passive-aggressive, passive very frenemy. Yeah, I agree. 
So I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then she started talking to James Gandolfini, and I was like, ooh, actually, this isn't so bad. Yeah. I Man, like, I really believed them together. Like, it was... Yes. I did. I did, too. I think it, it goes back to that whole... She said they were... She told Catherine Keener later, like, it was already like we were old friends. Yeah. Like, their their first date at that dinner was really cute, too, with the... That oh, mute. hey, I didn't leave my phone upstairs. It's right there. <laughs> it was literally right in front of your face. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Thanks. Good for you. Up in two-thirds. <laughs> I have to edit after this and I'm probably going to continue on the drinking train. So we'll see like how the it. editing works <laughs> because I feel like the the drunker I'll get the less attention span. I'll have. And Catherine Keener was like, Oh, but you got to be careful if you're too good of friends and there, you won't like be attracted or want to have sex or something. I don't like think that that's anymore. a thing. No. Uh-uh. Because I'm very good friends with James. And well, but I think that if you want to go longevity wise, you have to have the friendship more than you have like the sexiness. Yeah, because you have to have like the whole like your relationship evolves with time, you know. So if you can't spend time with each other, if it's only sex, then I don't know. There has there comes a time in your life where it can't just be about sex like. She's licking her feet. My dog. Can you see that her? That was the weakest spray from a spray bottle I've ever seen. It works on the cat. It doesn't really work on Millie, but it did get her attention for a second. <laughs> it's because she's the worst. Her butt's going to be so wet. <laughs> she does not care at all. <laughs> Can you see her? <laughs> Come here. Yeah, she does not care. <laughs> her butt's her butt's pretty wet. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's because we're probably pretty drunk. <laughs> I only so whenever I okay first whenever I woke up I only ate I made brownies the other day and I only ate the crust section of the brownie around. <laughs> no, you did not. James doesn't like the crust, so I just did it. I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to do it. So I got a fork and I just ate the crust around. I don't know how much it was. It wasn't a lot. But Millie licks her paws and I can't tell if she has seasonal allergies or if she's doing it to be annoying and get attention because she knows I hate it. Mm-hmm. And the sound of just like. Oh, I hate that. <sighs> and I also hate it when the cat does it, too. It's not as annoying and like loud. But it's a cat. Like, that's what they do. Sometimes it wakes me up in the middle of the night if they start in yeah. their sleep. But I'm yeah. Like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Like, you're trying to get their attention without waking up the person <laughs> sleeping right next to you. And it doesn't work. <laughs> no, both James and I wake up whenever she does it in the middle of the night. Well, sometimes Murphy's snoring wakes us both up. It's really bad. Murphy does have really loud snoring. That one time that you guys slept over and I had all three dogs in the bed. <gasps> it, it was my dream. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it was my dream. But Murphy is the loudest snorer. 
<laughs> Even Millie was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Big boy can't help it. Big boy has sleep apnea. <laughs> yeah we um he like we've been they've been more active obviously since we've been home yeah and they've been going for so many walks and he cannot handle it anymore the one walk he was like looking at me walking towards home (laughs) straight i was like we'll shorten them boys i gotta do you do you give them fish oil for like their joints or anything so since they're older, I mean, I don't mean to like preach, but since they're older, it might be a good idea. Yeah. No, just regular fish oil. Yeah. Just fish oil. Or I found these like. Glucosamine. I, so the vet recently told me that fish oil is better. Oh, okay. So that's what I switched to. But then I found these things at the pet store the other, well, like a month ago that I started giving Millie and they're like hip and joint like treats Mm -hmm. i'll send you a picture of it i don't remember i don't think they were expensive i think like a bag was like ten dollars but the bigger the dog the more you give so i give millie two so i don't know but i'll send Uh, you a picture of it if you're interested yeah they smell weird they're like hemp treats i don't know it's weird but are you are you getting your dog high (laughs) i hope not (laughs) she seems to calm her down yeah yeah so chemistry-wise, <laughs> I thought that they had great chemistry. I think so, too. It was very real, you know? Yeah, you could see that relationship happening. Yeah, and if she wouldn't have known the ex, it would have just continued to go well, although that there wouldn't have been a movie if that, you know, if yeah. the ex didn't happen. And I didn't think, like, and I don't know if this was on purpose, like, or if it's just my mind creating it because I like Albert and Julia Louis Dreyfus together so much, but her and the ex didn't have as good as chemistry to me. I felt like Julia Louis Dreyfus was just always wanting to catch up and be as sophisticated with the ex, and she's not. But I like that. I I, I don't yes. know. Yes, that's what you want. Your like with. The girl who obviously wanted her as a mom. Mm-hmm. It was what you wanted your mom to be like, like welcoming and warm. What did you think of that relationship? I knew it was going to be a problem from the very first. I understand that, though, for sure, from the perspective of the daughter. I do Ellen too. Or I think her name was Ellen. But I could understand it from the perspective of the other mother, and I could understand it from the perspective of her daughter as well. They weren't comfortable with it. Well, the mother seemed like she wasn't all that great because, like, that that scene at the store, she's trying on those dresses that are not for her age. I would never wear a dress like that, and I'm barely 30. It's just right. like not appropriate for where I am in this stage of life. But she's, I guess the mom's divorced, but it seemed to me in that moment that she's just really focused on that aspect of her life. Yes. Like but dating. not so focused on that aspect that she didn't realize that her daughter was spending more time with another mom. Right. And then while I understand her reaction at the end, I think she was super defensive 
and she was the one who was in the wrong and who calls somebody a dyke. So that was, I thought Julia Louis-Dreyfus's reaction to that was fantastic. Yeah. She just burst out laughing. And I was like, that's completely appropriate because it's the most ridiculous thing that could have happened. I hate that word. However, as soon as JLD said, have sex with him, you don't want to regret a missed opportunity or whatever she said. I was like, ooh, can you tell another person's daughter that? I was no. like, mm, I don't think you can. This is going to be an issue later. Yeah. Because I was thinking, you know, my daughter's too now. And I was like, oh, how would I handle that? And I was like, do I have to call the other mom and be like, hey, your daughter's like toying around with the idea of sex? Like, Maybe I have a conversation with her. I think that's the most mature way to handle it, though. What, call the other mom? Yeah. But then it's like, is that betraying a confidence and then preventing your kid from having a relationship, uh, having another kid, preventing them from having a possible beneficial relationship with you? Like, is it better to keep that relationship in hopes that it's a positive one? Or what is that? I don't know. I'm not a parent, so this is beyond me. Yeah, well, I think it's beyond all parents because there's no answer. But you just know it's going to be trouble. I feel like in my my gut tells me that the other mom tell or like J J L D tells the other mom because you know you want to be like, hey, maybe just like give her some sex education tips and tell her to be safe and whatever. Just so you know, this is what I heard. Don't say it's from me, but you want to try to bring this up in conversation. I think that would be appropriate. And I think that would still get, like, you know, it would protect relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was uncomfortable, though. For sure. Like, I wouldn't know what to say to my kid in that react. Like, no, you don't have sex. But then you're like, well, it's going to happen. So like, what did I do at that age? And like in college and stuff, like, especially since they're about to go off to college. Yeah. What is it? Um, Lara Jean Condor gave her a manila envelope full of condoms. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Do that. (laughs) I, I don't know. It's better to be prepared. Absolutely. It's impossible to stop it. It's better to try to do damage control, maybe. Like, not damage control, but at least education. Try yeah. to get them to be smart about it. Yeah. I think I'm done with chemistry. Ooh, what about Julia Louis-Dreyfus and her daughter? Um, I mean, I got it. It was sad. I guess at the end, like, her daughter, I don't know. I don't have much to say on it, I guess. You want to talk about it? No, I, I mean. There was love there. I guess the daughter's trying to distance herself to, like, get the feel with college. But I think that's dumb. I think you should spend as much time with your mom that you can. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was weird, too. I totally agree. This isn't about her daughter. But I totally agree with JLD telling Albert that, um his daughter is not old enough to know what she wants. So she's saying she doesn't want a kid. She's saying this, she's saying that like, no, she's 18. She doesn't know. Do you see what's happening behind me? Can you see my doorway? Can you see 
Is she chewing her paws right now? Yeah, from a distance. So I can't Throw get something her. At her. Throw that Pokemon ball at her. It's really heavy. Oh, I can't tell from Skype. Throw a book at her. Here we go. I was talking to my coworker yesterday and I was like, there's something about boxers. They have the cutest faces because they look so doofy all the time. I love that you're saying that. I was on the phone with my friend from work yesterday and the boys were like, you know, whining her outside. And I took, I was like, hold on a minute on the phone. I had a way. I was like, stop fucking. Hold on. All right. And I exactly like you too. It's a learned, it's a learned thing. Oh my God. It works with kids too. If you do the yeah. to a child. They I'll never like I did that for the first time in front of James and he's like what the fuck is that I'm like it works and now he, I don't know I don't think he does it I think he just goes like but the it works she just looked back at me like what did I do I don't know how that happens like did we make that noise and then like punish them or something or is it just like a natural reaction to that noise I don't know. Is it like a Pavlovian response? (laughs) Maybe. It's what we've always done. That's what mom did. And that's what we do. Yeah. So Tass, Albert's daughter was terrible. You had mentioned it. And I agree that daughter, I was like, oh, if I met her, could I then continue to date him? Yeah. It's like, is this like another peep for me? Would I have to be like, I Cause that's a lifetime commitment. If you get married, she was such like from the, what she said about Sarah Lawrence, like she has no social awareness. Like you're telling somebody whose daughter is going into Sarah Lawrence and you're saying it's just not a good school. Like it's a terrible thing to say. Or does she have social awareness and she just doesn't fucking care? Like I'm so much better than whatever. So I'm not even going to censor what I say. That's so dumb. That was really frustrating. And that um, graduation dinner was awkward, too. Like, if I was Ellen, like, that was so unfair to Ellen. It's our graduation dinner with all of her friends and family, and you're just making it about you. Mm-hmm. That was a dick move. Like, towards the after... You mean JLD and the cookies and the bread and yeah. all that. Yeah. It was a dick move for her to do that because... This is about your daughter. You're making it about yourself. Like towards the the second half of the movie, I started to get really mad at Eva's character because I just felt like she was getting more like um Catherine Keener's character. Yeah. And the whole time I just kept thinking to myself like she's becoming such a bitch. Albert is the innocent guy here. He's like the better person. It was it was frustrating to watch the second half. I'm trying to identify the moment when I started like really cringing at this moment. And I can't remember if it was at that dinner or if it was at the dinner where the friends were. Yes. It's that one. I had the friends I, dinner. I had this reaction where I was like, oh. like I had like a bodily reaction where I was like, oh God, no. At the friends dinner. When, oh, I, I actually wrote, like, at one point, I covered my ears. Whenever. <laughs> I just covered my ears. For me, it started when Eva tells Albert to lay off the guac. 
that may have been it. And she started talking about calories. And, and I'm all gonna that. get you a calorie book. And he was like, please don't. Yeah. And he was very nice about it too. Like he didn't yell. He didn't. I but she was just laying into him. And the other couple too, they were like, Why are you picking on him right now? Yeah. I think the whisper thing would have been funny if all of the other shit wouldn't have happened. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, but you had brought up the housekeeper thing before. I didn't get it. I didn't get it either. Why keeper? I'm never going to have a housekeeper, so maybe that's why. I don't want somebody around here. Like, I don't want a stranger in here. It's awkward. I want to walk around and do my own shit. Right? I don't know. I don't want a housekeeper. Like, what do you do when they get here? Do you leave so they can do their thing? Do you stay here and, like, be in their way? I don't know. I don't ever want to deal with it. But I have a house that I can maintain and take care of myself, so I don't have to worry about it. And I don't have the money for that. Well, I think there's a difference between a housekeeper and just someone who comes in and cleans your house. I think housekeepers are there from, like, a certain time to a certain time every day, all day. Whereas someone who cleans your house is there for like once a week. Yeah. And cleans your house. But I agree with you. Like I just. I don't want either. Yeah. I want to do my own thing. I don't want to have to worry about locking up my valuables. Mm-mm. Like even if that's a ridiculous thing to say. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Whenever I'm at a hotel, I always lock up my my shit in their safes. Because it's just the safest thing to do. You don't know, but I love being at a hotel. Like on vacation, I prefer staying at like a really nice hotel than staying in an Airbnb because I like being taken care of. I like going out of the room, coming back, having everything done for you. And I'm like, yes, I can just get into this well-made bed (laughs) with my fresh sheets and my fresh towels. I don't know. Like there's something about to me like. You know, we haven't gone camping in a couple years now, but, like, I used to love getting the camper popped up, like, at night, and then I would go through and clean everything and organize it the way I wanted to organize it, and then taking, like, an hour the next day when Bernard was walking the dogs or whatever he was doing and cleaning it again and organizing it. Like, I don't know. No, no, not for you. No. On, no, I just want to be a lump on vacation. <laughs> no, you don't. You always do a ton of shit on vacation. No, I know. I don't mean that. I just don't want to have to take care of any thing. Like, I don't want to have to. I just want to have fun. I don't want to have to make dinner. I don't want to have to clean up. I don't want to have to make my own drinks. I just want to get out, eat, get back in bed at night in a clean room. But one thing I do when I'm on vacation that I love, I love like putting my clothes away and being like, this is going to be my home for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Is, is James like that too? No. He just leaves everything everywhere. Yes. And in a suitcase. All right. Moment they fell in love. This is so hard because I feel like it's one that we didn't see. You don't think they're in love? I do. I think that the only one that I'm for sure on is um, 
Eva. I think she didn't realize she was in love until she lost him. Oh, see, I thought I thought his was she realized he loved her when he gave her that necklace and that made her super uncomfortable. I thought that was really cute. It was really cute. And it was a pretty and necklace. It, it was. And I hated that after he gave it to her, she wore it once. Like she was never wearing that necklace and it really bothered me. And they had Which like I, weird, awkward sex. Where she was and, just like, everything is a problem. But even after, even after that sex, like, she wasn't wearing it. Yeah. And I would have liked it in that last scene if she had been wearing it, but I don't think she was. Mm-mm. She wasn't. But wasn't she in, like, sweats? Like, not sweats, but she was just, like, casual. She was, like, jeans, t-shirt, sweatshirt. She was, but I don't think that that necklace would have been out of place i think she was coming back from work wasn't she like i think she could have been wearing it i don't know was i am having trouble remembering was the ending whenever thanksgiving happened or was there yes and it it ended with them outside of his house and he was dressed nice and she was dressed not great. Yeah, he was in like a chambray shirt or chambray and khakis. khakis. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you're right because she had on jeans and a sweatshirt. Okay. Maybe. And so I wish she would have worn that, but I couldn't tell if she wasn't wearing it because she felt guilty for what she was doing. Or she wasn't wearing it because she really thought that it she was better than it or it was beneath her or something like that. I would hope towards the end she wasn't wearing it because she feel like she didn't deserve it. Yeah, because it was a cute gesture. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Yeah, I just so really... So I think he loved her before that. Like okay. Like, he got her that was. Yeah, it's just hard because like in all, one of these things about rom-coms that I'm realizing is that they don't all show this moment. No. No. Or it's either they don't show the moment or it's a love at first sight moment. And where you, I don't believe like, yeah. yeah, it's unrealistic. Right. And I get that you only have like between an hour and a half and two and a half hours. God, please, at the very most two and a half hours. <laughs> To like show that these people are truly in love. So your options are kind of limited. I thought that Harry Met Sally, Bridget Jones' Diary, these movies that take place and are able to show the passage of time, it's easier to believe the characters are truly in love because they have somehow represented that passage of time. So you believe they've gotten to know each other well. Yeah. I don't know... The there was definitely a passage of time during this movie because of the going to college thing. Right. It seemed to go from maybe like April or May to like November. And I think that's enough time to fall in love with somebody. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm trying to think of like Ugh, you know what movie I forgot about? 
waitress. I'm glad I forgot about oh. it. That was so bad. So bad. I mean, you know, you got domestic abuse in some movies. You got attempted suicide in another. What's not to laugh about? So funny. Everything. That's what you don't laugh about. Thankfully, this movie had neither. Do you say Correct. neither or neither? I don't know. If someone brings it up, I say whatever they bring up. But other than that, I don't know because <laughs> I never think about it. I think I say both. I think I say both. Iconic moment. I thought their first kiss was cute. Yeah. Sitting on the back porch. Mm-hmm. Like, closed lip. Mm-hmm. Gentle. Some his packs. Ar- like, I thought his arm was- around her. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah. That's honestly what mine was going to be, too. Yeah, what? I'm sending out on the back. Is that your iconic moment, you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know that that was my iconic moment. I just brought it up. Oh. After you said iconic moment? <laughs> that is true. What's your iconic moment? I don't know, because I feel like them sitting together in the back is kind of like cheating because it seems like the movie poster that's what you always do though i don't do the movie poster that's the actual movie poster is it the actual movie poster i thought the actual movie poster is them in the theater no i think the actual movie poster is them sitting outside in the backyard (sighs) yeah look it up i know it's them sitting in the backyard isn't it Yep. Yeah, sure is. I thought so. So I think the iconic moment, I'm going to say them all together. Like at that awkward meetup? Yes. When they all figure out that she's known all along and she's with the daughter, Albert, and Catherine Keener. Do we ever figure out Catherine Keener's name? Marianne. Oh, okay. Let um, me let me double check myself before I get on my high horse. What? Let me double check myself before I get on my high horse. Oh no, you're probably right. You said it was your superpower, so That's, I'm not gonna doubt you. Okay, because I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I just think like her and Catherine Keener, and it's very interesting to me, like, cause it's almost like taking sides. So Catherine Keener and JLD are on one side and the daughter and Albert are on another side. And I wouldn't have thought the daughter would take Albert's side. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end, she really does. When mm-hmm. she's out there with the Cinnabon and says he really liked you, like she really was. That was like the most humanizing moment for the daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had to have one, right? She was such a stuck up bitch before that. Yeah, she really was. Ugh. I didn't even like but- her clothes. For being no, a fashion designer? Go fuck yourself. But in the end, whose dream is that really? Is it the mom's dream or is it her dream? Because it seemed like she took a lot of that personality, her mom's personality on. Yeah. Man. And then it makes me feel even more bad for Albert because, like, did he ever have a fighting chance with that relationship with his daughter? Right. Like, no 18-year-old girl is going to go to, like, her dad's when he's dressed in pjs with his peep hanging out I no that's there. true no one will do that <laughs> do they stay together 
That's really hard. It is hard. I think I think if she cuts off ties with Marianne, she does. But that's essential and not being poisoned against him. Yes. If she cuts off ties with Marianne, she does. But if she doesn't, if she still remains friends, no way. But at the end, they did seem to really miss each other. And she was so remorseful that I think. Go ahead. They do have a lot in common. They have the daughter going off. They have the divorce. Yeah, they have the divorce. They, it seems like they need each other in order to be able to move on with their lives, kind of. Yeah, laughing is really the. In my opinion, laughing is the most important thing you need in a significant other. I agree with that. Being able to just enjoy life and laugh and joke around Mm -hmm. and they definitely had that even though the pretentious bitch said he wasn't funny at all like what would she find funny nothing like a good poem a good haiku who says blessings as they leave an asshole (laughs) that's who listeners if you say blessings when you We're not against you per se, but you might want to. You know who says blessings as they leave? Who? Doc Antle. Guarantee it. Oh, no. I fucking hate him. He's my least favorite of all of the Tiger King people. So if you're not aware of Tiger King, the Netflix documentary, you need to get on board. You're living under a rock. Yes. Um, and that the fact that his first name like means Lord, <sighs> get over yourself. But then at one point I turned to Bernard and I was like, we've watched the first two. How many have you seen? Two. At one point I turned to Bernard and I was like, he's the most normal out of all of them. Mm-mm. You think the cat lady is? Mm-mm. Don't tell me you think Joe Exotic's the most normal of them. No, I think probably the cat lady, Carol. But she may have killed her husband. (laughs) So it's so weird because, like, I hate all of them. But I think the one that I hate the most is Doc Antle. Because I think he's, he just annoys me. I hate everything about him. No, I don't like him either because I think it's, would he be called... He's definitely narcissistic. Oh, my God. Like a narcissistic personality disorder. Well, you saw what people think he does with his cubs. Yes. That was at the end of the second one, and that is but truly... But would that be a sociopath or a psychopath? I have such a hard time. I think it would be a so. No, it would be a psychopath. I think it's psychopath. I think. It would be a psychopath, yeah. We're both criminologists. Don't dispute us. <laughs> we are nothing of the sort although i did study psychology for a while so it's just so hard to dis- yeah. distinguish yeah um, but he's definitely narcissistic and his personality. whole harem of ladies blah. and he's so gross his stupid ponytail and did then- you look at buzzfeed about anything for him did you see the britney spears one yes i did 
that he's like crazy like at the whenever i say because like it's like a competition the both episodes that i've seen i'm like who's the worst but then if you have a who's the worst who's the best nobody nobody's the best they're all awful because she's exploiting animals as well the only thing that the only thing that i can see for her is that she's getting these cats when they're more grown, like she's rescuing them as they're grown. So it's kind of like they're thrown in a situation because they can't go back into the wild. But if it's a big cat sanctuary, do you, like, I feel like if you allow guests and shit, then you're exploiting it. Like you take them on tours and like all of your employees have that, like, oh, if the people that are wearing this color shirt are this and the people that are wearing this color shirt are this. It was where she put the food and water bowls for me. Like she yeah. put them in those little cutouts. So they were closest to where people could see them. And I was like, oh. no, it was all a gimmick. Like her clothes were a gimmick. Her house decor was a gimmick. Everything was a gimmick. Yeah. At, at least to me, like Joe Exotic was honest about who he was. Yeah. And uh, most of the time. Even though he- He's, he's scary. He's very the dynamite. Scary. The guns <sighs> like that's scary. The whole thing that he said about Waco, like if somebody takes my cats. Oh, hey, baby. If somebody takes my cats, it's going to be Waco here. I'm like, OK, so you're going to kill a bunch of innocent people trying to do their job because you're threatening people like I don't know. It's it's crazy, though. I had a hard time. Did you know about the Zanesville, Ohio thing? I didn't either. That was really hard for me to watch. I had to actually cover my eyes and James had to tell me when it was over. Yeah, both the burner and I were watching that and we could not believe we I don't think he had ever heard anything about that either. Which is so weird because it's so close to us. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, I guess people had big cats like in an elite one like, guy. A, a one guy had illegal cats. Like, it was, like, a lot, too. It was, like, 20-some, wasn't it? No, I think they ended up killing over 40 animals. Because he let them go because he didn't know what to do with them. Right? I don't know if that was the reason, but he did let them go. He let them go. Yeah. And then they just had to, like, protect people and, like, kill all of them. Well, and the fact that the restrictions are so low or were so low or I don't even know what they are. Like people you can they're you can just buy them. There. And he was like, you can buy a tiger cup for two thousand dollars. That's not a lot. That's can, not like dogs cost that much sometimes. Yeah, yeah like a French bulldog costs yes, two thousand dollars. Not a lot of money. No. That's but then one at six hundred pounds, what do you do with it? Let it go, I guess. It's just don't let it go and in pittsburgh pennsylvania (laughs) it's so upsetting like it is you don't get a wild animal because it's a wild animal and like they're rationalizing it well oh well they're endangered species so how do you protect endangered species you breed it well not if you can't take care of it properly yeah yeah they're not domesticated and they never will be unless you like start breeding it with like other shit like you know what I, I I don't know. Even though even then. Like a real like a normal cat very hard to train. 
<laughs> like you're a domesticated cat still very hard like she still scratches she still bites like imagine if that was like a full-grown tiger mm-hmm. well i mean you don't have to imagine you can see what happened to the girl what was her name saf yeah she stuck her arm in the cage and it was gone how about that joe has two husbands i can't i can't because Doc Antel has whatever, how many partners or whatever that he makes them dress like these weird cat sex ladies. And Joe has two husbands. And like the one guy, the kid from California, it's like, he actually seems rather normal. Like, what is happening? How do you go from a Southern California, like, good looking? Mm hmm. He just seems uneducated, I guess. To living in Oklahoma. And like part of me was like, oh, well, I really appreciate that Joe takes these people who need a second chance and gives them a job. And then I saw where they live and I was like, nope. And that whole like expired meat thing. And that's where they get their food. Yeah, it's crazy. Like part of me is like sickened by it. But the other part of me is like, I need to watch it. Uh, so do they stay together? You say yes. I say yes too. I think as long as she can make that separation. Yeah. And I think Catherine Keener is so pretentious. She will not want her to be together. She's a toxic person. She's just like typical, like what you think of like a pretentious, like California, like Santa Monica. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, Californians, but vegan pretentious it's like the second season of you (laughs) yes it is yeah yeah for sure for sure good call but would you watch this movie again i would watch this movie again i would too it's cute especially the beginning i might like drop off the with my attention span at the end but especially when all that cringeworthy stuff happens at the end Mm -hmm. like i I could see dropping off and not wanting to watch that. Yeah. Having said that, I do think I only give this three and a half martini glasses out of five. I don't think it was as funny as a rom-com should be. I agree. I was actually going to go three. I think without the all of the humor that needs to happen. The end the- was a downer. Like the last 30 minutes. Yeah, and it never brought you appropriately up. It started to happen at the end where you think that they're probably going to get back together, but it never explicitly said that. Which is why I wanted the epilogue. Yeah. Like a six months later, and then you see them, or even a month later, if you see them at Christmas yeah. or something all together, like something like that. We should totally write movies. Characteristic of an indie movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's Did fun. you say we should totally write these movies? <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> Obviously joking. We'd be like, he says hi. <laughs> she says hi. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I finished my six ouncer. You got to finish your, what, 16 ouncer? But I'm, you ha- I'm, I'm drinking my bottom half of the... Well, thank God I didn't finish this on time because I have two beer taps down here. Since I'm podcasting in the basement, I could have just kept refilling. Any final thoughts on this? 
I really don't. Do you? I feel like we didn't do a lot of justice to Tony Collette and Ben Falcone with their couple dynamic. Um, but I can't think of what to say other than it's weird. Yeah. And you have to like see it for yourself to truly understand. Yeah. Same. Um, how would I feel? How would you feel about your daughter going to college across the country from you? Probably not well. Mm-hmm. How about you? Same. Like, did you ever watch the house with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler? First of all, I love that movie. I fucking so love that much. movie. And I love that Jason Manzoukas is in it. Manzoukas. <sighs> I mean, has there ever been a sexier, unsexy guy? I don't no. know. You know what, though? He's had like shirtless scenes in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Did you know he's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Mm-hmm. Ugh. You tried it and you didn't like it, right? Okay, so he is a recurring character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he has, like, a bunch of, like, scenes where he's, like, for some reason, nude. (laughs) Um, And he looks good. Like, he's, like, well-built. He doesn't have, like, a full-on six-pack, but, like, he's a well-built dude. So, I mean, I don't know if we'd call him unsexy. From the roles I know him, (laughs) he's unsexy. If there's a celebrity that I would ever want to have on our podcast, it would be either him or Conan. Oh, I mean, Ben Zucas is fantastic. And like every single time I listen to how did this get made? And he goes on a tangent about like Harry Potter or game of Thrones. He did one. Oh, what was their most recent movie that they did? He did a recent movie and he was talking about like game of Thrones and like exactly what it was. And June was like, no, I don't know any of this. <laughs> And it was just so funny because he's just such a big nerd. I need to do that. Here's what I need to do. We need to get through Tiger King and then Bernard and I need to do a puzzle while we listen to How Did This Get Made. You do. So so funny. We have three episodes left of The Hunters, but it is just so heavy. Really? It is so heavy. I watched all of season three of The Sinner in a day. So recommend for all you out there. There's only eight episodes. Yeah. And I, yeah. when I'm off, I'm off. So, um, yeah, recommend. Bill Pullman's awesome. I love Bill Pullman. He's great. Is he still sexy? No. Okay. He's kind of like an older cop dude who's, yeah, he's not sexy in it. But one last final thought is that the airport where they dropped their daughter off, that was the same airport from the kissing uh, booth. The kissing booth. Oh, I didn't know that until you like brought this up. I I didn't read that as a fact. It's just from my own observation. So I guess it could be wrong, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. Good call. Yeah. I like that you're using yep. like an old fashioned composition notebook. It was a professional development notebook from work. And Mm. then I ripped out all of the work-related things. And now it's my podcast notebook. Nice. I'm still working on this wine one that you got me for Christmas. And every single single time James looks at it, he's like, why'd you fuck up that notebook so bad? Why'd you spill all that wine all over it? I was like, it's the design. So I love that notebook. I don't even drink wine. And I love that notebook. (sighs) See... 
And it's so sad to me because before this whole quarantine thing happened, every time we were together, you had some wine and you were like, it seemed like you were getting into it. Oh, don't worry. Dad told me. He was like, oh, I said you're starting to like wine. That's so funny. Because it's true. I told dad because it was true. Hey, you can't deny rosé is so fucking good. I, I've had more repulsive things how about that so red wine is for sure an acquired taste i didn't like red wine until i went to napa which is probably the most pretentious thing i've ever said i don't care i don't care what you say if you can put ice cubes in it like mom (laughs) did it probably wouldn't be so bad i will never put ice cubes in my chardonnay (laughs) um It was so funny though. I am um, like maybe a month or so ago, James and I went over to Dad and Lynn's, and Lynn was like, "Oh, I found this really interesting looking, like it was a dry rosé. So that's what I have for dinner because we're having, I think it was chicken." And Dad was so into it. He was like, "You know, this is good. You could buy it again," which in like Dad language, like very high praise. <laughs> It's a compliment. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's like, why is it pink? <laughs> and then he drank it. He's like, this is good. <laughs> Rose all day. That's all I have to say. Ooh. And you made it rhyme a couple times. Oh, it's not my. Uh, that's all I have to say was an accident. But Rose all day is like a. Yeah, white... I know. Okay. Just making sure. I know. All right, so until tomorrow when we podcast about bringing up baby, bringing up baby, great baby, yeah. not to spoil longer, it. Longer though, isn't it longer? Mm, I think it's one of those movies that's long but doesn't seem long when you watch it. Carrie Grant, the opposite. Yeah, I think it is Cary not Grant- long, but it seems long. Oh my god, it's so appropriate for Tiger King too. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> because what is it a leopard yes i think so Uh, okay that's all we should tell our listeners because if they haven't watched it this is all you get watch it so that you're prepared for next week it's so i gotta gotta tell you i hear a baby calling me up there oh i think i hear it too yes till then watch up watch up drink up and cheers